Hello. Welcome to this podcast on how to become a site visitor sponsored by the Committee on Accreditation of the EMS Professions. My name is Doug York. I'm on the Board of Directors of the COA EMSP Board. And I'd like to thank you for your willingness to participate in this training program. Now, this program is designed to assist someone to decide whether or not they would be qualified to become a site visitor. And the site visitor is a very important component of the accreditation process. The site visitor really is the boots on the ground, so to speak, the person that um, identifies what's going on with the paramedic training program. The whole accreditation process is really dependent upon how the site visitors perform and the information that they're able to gather. So you might be interested in becoming a, a, a site visitor. Talking about the qualifications associated with the site visitor, you must meet the qualifications of what is identified as a paramedic training program director. In other words, someone that's pretty familiar with the intricacies of the paramedic training program. If um, the team member is a physician, then at the same time, uh, the physician needs to meet the qualifications of a paramedic program medical director. And those are pretty well identified uh, in uh, the policies and procedures that we'll be discussing uh, later on. Also is involved is a training program as a site visitor. And this is one step associated with that training program to give you the information to be successful as a site visitor. So let's talk about the team uh, itself that goes out and does the uh, actual on-site visit. Typically there's two members of the team. They are identified by the executive office associated with the COA EMSP from a list of site visitors that have been trained and approved. In other words, they've been identified by the executive office. When they look at the assignment of these site visitors, there are various things to look at. One of the things is, is there a potential of any conflict of interest? A good example would be is, um, if you, there's a training program in your state that needs to have a site visit done, you would not be allowed to go to that training program. You'd have to do programs that are outside of your state. You're gonna find that the team might have a, a COA EMSP board member uh, on the team or might not. It just uh, depends on who's available and what uh, what has been assigned by the executive office. Uh, the, the more experience that you get kind of dictates where you're gonna go. Typically, someone with more experience will be paired with someone that's not quite as much experience as a site visitor. In some instances, there might be a third person on the team acting as a trainee, uh, someone their first site visit so they can see uh, the ins and outs of that particular site visit. Also associated with that is the senior team member, which uh, is identified as the team captain. That's really the person that's responsible for assisting the program director of the training program to um, hopefully be aware of uh, the uh, setups required for the uh, site visit. So again, if, uh, if you're asked to uh, participate in a site visit, look to make sure that you don't have any conflicts of interest. This is needing to be completely above board. Uh, evaluate your willingness to um, participate.
And if it turns out that you can't do that, you've got schedule conflicts, uh, please let the executive office know as soon as you can so that a chance can be given to find a replacement for you. Now, as you might be aware, the training program is required during the, uh, the accreditation process to submit a self-study to the executive office. As a site visitor, you'll be given that self-study, uh, a copy of that self-study, for you to review before you arrive on uh, site. Gives you a chance to look at uh, the, uh, the documents, the training program information, and gives you a chance also, if there's any questions, to clarify that with your team member, the executive office, or perhaps the reviewer of the training program. One of the things that needs to be thought about is the schedule for the site visit itself. And you'll find a sample agenda on the website, uh, the coaemsp.org website, that will give you a template of what that would be. Now, the team captain will communicate with the training program, suggesting that they use the, uh, the template as a guideline to develop their agenda. And then uh, once that agenda is developed, it'll be sent to the site visit team for review. And if it appears as though there's some reason we need to go beyond the agenda, um, it's important to recognize that the executive office is really geared for a two-day site visit. If for some reason you think it needs to go longer than that, uh, clearly you need to get uh, approval for that. At the same time, um, you, the team captain will uh, assist the uh, program director in, in identifying accommodations for the site visit team, um, transportation from the airport, uh, trying to make the arrangements for picking up at the hotel to get to the school. Now, the COA EMSP has a travel agency that uh, you would contact if you're identified as a site visitor to make travel arrangements. And it's best, if you can, to try and make those arrangements with the other site visitor so that uh, it makes it easier for the training program to pick you up. Sometime before the site visit begins, usually the night before, um, it's a good idea for the site visitors to get together for a few minutes to identify um, what sort of strategies you're going to use for the day. Uh, look at the agenda, try and identify any questions that they might want to make sure they get clarified as they are conducting the site visit. And it gives a chance to kind of introduce each other uh, and uh, get to know each other briefly before the site visit begins. When the site visit actually starts, you'll be spending a few minutes uh, with the program director. And initially, this is to try and uh, uh, explain the whole process about accreditation. What you're going to be doing, uh, who you'd like to visit, um, questions you might be asking, to understand, to let the program director understand what to expect over the next uh, two days. Also, at the same time, I think it's important that you try and relax the training program director as much as you possibly can. They're going to be nervous, but you want to try and relax them as much as you possibly can. Um, you're not there to uh, say they're doing things incorrectly. You're not there to say you got to do it the way that I'm going to do it. You're there merely as a recorder to try and get information and pass that on. So it really should not be an adversarial relationship. And so you can try and, and alleviate any fears that might be coming from that. 
during the process of the site visit. Um, you're going to be talking to a lot of different people. You're going to be reviewing documents. You're going to be looking at the self-study, trying to identify questions, visiting with uh, training program uh, faculty. You're going to be going to different hospitals, uh, paramedic services. You're going to be looking at a lot of different data to try and uh, get to see whether or not the program is in compliance with the standards that have been identified by KHEP. If there is an area where they are not in compliance, then um, that is something that you would want to try and make that notation on the final report, which is conducted uh, during the exit interview at the end of the second day. Um, I also just want to make sure that you recognize that um, you're not there to say you have to do it the way I run my training program. This is the way you're supposed to do it. You are there to identify that what they are doing is in compliance with the standards. And if it is in compliance, then that's great. If it's not in compliance, this was what needs to be worked on. And it's certainly okay to talk about that and make some suggestions, but I think you'll find it's very, very important not to impose your own personal beliefs into how uh, the training program should be run. I mentioned to you that there's an uh, exit interview done uh, at the end of the second day and essentially this is to go over the uh, site visit report that you and the other team member have completed. Uh, a couple things are important to recognize is that on the site visit report you should list all those people that are in attendance so that uh, it's clear who was listening to what it is that you had to say. Uh, I also think it's important to recognize that um, uh, this is an opportunity for uh, you and your, your teammate to explain how the program is in compliance with the uh, standards uh, and at the same time uh, gives you a chance to say some good things about the program, say some things that might need to be improved. Um, once this summation report is done, you will leave a copy of the site visit report with the training program so that they'll see exactly what is going to be forwarded on to the executive office. And I think that's important to recognize and pass it on to your uh, training program uh, uh, director there that they're going to see exactly what it is that you're going to report to that particular patient or uh, situation. I would also uh, just throw out that um, there's a signature block for both team members. If there is an observer, a third person that's been identified by COE, there's a signature block for that person on the team report. Now, the, the idea is, is that the report is signed by both team members that agree with what's going on. And if there is any uh, discrepancy between the site visit uh, team members uh, on a particular uh, view of how the standards are being met or standards violation, there should be some explanation accompanying the site visit report for that. And at the same time, I think you'll find that if there is a, um, a, a standard that needs to be violated, uh, that is being violated, you can identify it and perhaps some ways to fix uh, that problem. There's also a spot on there for you to make some recommendations that the training program doesn't have to follow, they can follow, it's really their choice, but some things that you and your team uh, member have identified that might improve 
the outcome of, of their students. You'll be getting a, a per diem check with the uh, site visit uh, self-study. Uh, but at the same time, if there's other expenses like uh, airport parking, uh, taxi cab, those sorts of things, there'll be an expense voucher. And that's got to be submitted within two weeks of completion of the site visit. If you were working with someone that you felt um, did not really perform the way that uh, you thought that they should as far as a, a uh, site visitor, um, It'll also be the time to try and express some of those concerns to the executive office. If someone acted very improperly, that too would be a, a, a time to report that uh, to the executive office. And also, you're going to find that uh, you might find a, a program medical director, a program uh, director that really uh, are into uh, doing a good job, want to work very hard, and have a lot of good things to offer to other training programs, they might be recommended as site visitors themselves. So it's a time to think about um, passing those names on to someone. Now, as a site visitor, you have to understand what the standards and guidelines from KEP are. You have to be able to recognize what goes on with a paramedic training program and understand the accreditation and reaccreditation process. So there's really quite a bit of responsibility uh, for you as a site visitor to know what background and uh, be able to pass that information on to the program that you're visiting. So that means that you uh, really need to, to work hard at being a site visitor. The other thing is, and it's an important responsibility, is that you have to know the self-study what the training program is presenting to you before you arrive. And that means that you're going to have to spend some time going through the self-study document to become familiar with what the training program is offering. At the same time, uh, you'll need to have understanding about you know, a community college environment, a hospital-based environment, fire department training program, all areas where you might see a, a paramedic training program. You have to have a, some understanding of how the organization of the, those training programs work. Uh, you need to understand the national standard curriculum and how curriculum is designed as far as the training programs themselves, uh, information on the psychometrics, the Cooter-Richardson formulas, uh, test validity, test reliability, those kinds of things. Understand um, the importance of uh, LS care and how it is constantly changing. So you need to be familiar with those kind of concepts as well. And uh, what's available for the students? Uh, is there more online stuff available, uh, classroom uh, activities, those kinds of things? You have to be pretty f familiar with the various types so that you can uh, effectively evaluate what the training program is doing while you're there. Now, I would also like to uh, identify to you that there are some issues that you need to be very sensitive to. Uh, you're going to be looking at patient, or I'm sorry, student documents. You're going to be looking at grade sheets. You're going to be looking at information that really should not be released uh, to the public. So you've got to be sure you are aware of all the privacy issues, uh, the confidentiality of the data that you're looking at. Um, <clears throat> I think it's important to recognize, too, that if there are some uh, things where they don't meet the standards, that it could affect the training program, could affect uh, the program director. And I think it's important to be sensitive of that, yet 
uh, they do need to meet the guidelines and standards. So it's important that you put those documents in place. I think it's very easy for uh, to kind of get in the consultative role of uh, being the, the site visitor. In other words, you are there to give them some direction, give them some guidance. And it's easy to do. I don't think there's anything wrong with that if they ask for it. But for you to just to start giving them information, you should do it this way, this way, this way, I think that would be a mistake. So again, remember, as a site visitor, you are really just recording what you see, verifying the documents in the self-study with what you're able to observe on uh, the training program and visiting with other folks. I think, again, is remember uh, that uh, it's very easy to um, um, forget some of those kinds of issues and talk about things uh, that maybe should be just left between you and the site visitor. Try and remember that there are people watching how you behave in, the, in these site visits. So I think it's important to recognize that um, you have a role in not becoming the informer, if you will, that, uh, that uh, the students say that the instructor is bad and that sort of thing. Um, I think it's important to recognize that you're there to gather information to see if it flows along with what the standards are. So don't, don't become influenced by the program medical director because uh, she's a very dynamic person. Uh, don't be uh, influenced by uh, some thoughts by a particular group of students. You're taking in the whole picture. And I think it's important to recognize that uh, when you're doing that, it makes it better as far as the report goes. I would also just offer to you a, a caution that if you start saying things, oh, this is, this is great, uh, this, is, this is wonderful uh, procedure here, and giving them some, some uh, very optimistic views about how the training program is, is going through the site visit, and then it turns out at the end that they've met, uh, had these standards violations, that can actually send the wrong message. So just be careful about um, how generous you are in your praise. Uh, again, uh, the same would apply. Don't, don't be so down on them that um, they feel like they're really in trouble right from the start. You're just going to be a neutral kind of person just gathering the information. Uh, you're going to find that... Uh, there's a, there, there might be a tendency, and I don't know that it, it occurs that often, but there might be a tendency for the uh, program director to say, you know, site visitor, you really have some good ideas. I would like to hire you to become work, come work for me. And we can't allow that sort of thing to happen. At the same time, as a site visitor, if you see an instructor that you really would like and you have an opening and you want to try and hire that person away, that is completely uh, inappropriate. So again, no recruiting no solicitation uh, at the site visit. So how does the executive office decide who's going to go on, on the uh, site visits? Well, first off, they have to meet the qualifications that we talked about earlier in the program. There's an application process that if a potential site visitor uh, would contact the executive office, they'd send that to them, complete that, provide a, a, a CV, and send that back to uh, our executive office. Once it's there, the applications are reviewed at the uh, some annual board meetings, which are in s September and February. And there's a site visit committee that will look at um, the applications, 
qualifications and make recommendations for appointment to the full uh, COA EMSP board. In order to ensure uh, a quality site visit, we're trying to develop training programs like this so that uh, we can document those folks that have been through it. Uh, we'd also encourage uh, those persons to be trained at a site visit. We've got some staff, some uh, site visitors that have done a lot of site visitors, are very experienced, and we try and match up someone that's not very experienced with one of those folks to, to train them at becoming a site visitor. Your active status as a site visitor is really contingent upon the fact that you've gone through a training program and that you've been reviewed by the site visit committee and approved by the full COA EMSP board for uh, being a, a site visitor. Now, just like in anything in the education field, there will be an evaluation process and the training program will be given um, assessment tools to evaluate you and your fellow site visitors performance during uh, the site visit. So it's important that you recognize that you will be evaluated and there will also be uh, an evaluation form filled out by your fellow site visitor. You'll each receive an evaluation form to fill out on the other team member. And these are collected and evaluated uh, annually to evaluate uh, the performance of the current site visitors and helps with the reappointment uh, process uh, of a site visitor by that site visit committee. Now we've covered a lot of material in this uh, short period of time and I think it's important to recognize that we can't say it all but this is just one component of the training and we'd like your feedback or if you have any questions uh, please don't hesitate to email me at this address, douglas-york at uiowa.edu. I uh, thank you for your time and attention, and uh, please, please consider working with us as a site visitor. Again, thank you very much.